It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. I really do. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook, where you can find all of our content posted every single day. And if you ever want to get in touch with the program, you can do that on the Locked On Packers fan hotline at 920-341-3775. Green Bay ultimately falls to 31-23 to to the Detroit Lions, and they now sit at 2-2-1 after losing in a game that, for at least one half, was a, a word that I have used far too often this season, and that is embarrassing. This trend has become far too common for the Green Bay Packers. And what is so frustrating with the slow starts is the second halves. Defensively, offensively, this team has just played significantly better in the second half. And just once, and it could have been last week against the Bills, just once, come out and play your best football right away. Just just once. Now, they, they, they have an opportunity... This week with San Francisco, and and they're coming off a terrible loss to the team that I think most people thought was the worst in football. C.J. Beathard looks terrible, and Green Bay. I mean, if they don't if they don't beat San Francisco by three scores, there's a serious problem with this team, and they're too talented. We we see when they play well what they're capable of, and the, and the kind of lockdown defense they can play and the kind of explosive offense that they can play. I mean, this is there's two games this season where, where Aaron Rodgers has done nothing in the first half and thrown three touchdowns in the second half. And, and that's just the kind of inconsistency that no team can really afford to have, but especially a team this talented. And at a certain point, you have to point to the coaching staff as the cause. Because they're not coming out prepared, they're not coming out with energy, they're not coming out with any sort of sense of urgency, and that is a reflection of preparedness, and it's a reflection of the coaching staff. And if you go back, in 2014, they were they were incredible at starting fast. 2015, they struggled. The offense was a mess for a lot of the season. 2016, for the first two-thirds of that season, before Run the Table, they couldn't do anything early in games. And it wasn't until that little stretch that they had that they started playing well early. 
And even at the beginning of 2017, when Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback, it wasn't just that the defense wasn't doing its job. It was that the offense wasn't doing its job or after the first drive wasn't doing its job. Even with Brett Hundley, they would go out and get a a score early and you'd say, okay, this is going to be different. And then they wouldn't do anything the rest of the first half. This is a reflection of the coaching staff and ultimately of Mike McCarthy because this is all up to him. Again, the running back rotation makes no sense. Aaron Jones had the fewest snaps of the three running backs. Ty Montgomery, we, we didn't see until the second half. Aaron Jones didn't play for most of the second half. And, and this team just has no identity. When Tremont Williams was asked about this team's identity, he said after the game, inconsistent. That's Inconsistency is a product of coaching. That is just as plain as it can possibly be because the, the well-coached teams... You look at the best coaches in the league, and they play consistently. The Patriots play consistent football. The Chiefs play consistent. Year in and year out. doesn't matter who the personnel are. They play consistent. Consistent. It doesn't mean they always win, but they know who they are, and they play to those strengths. I think the running back rotation has messed up Mike McCarthy's play calls. I think Aaron Rodgers, and, and this is this is really important. I don't think Aaron Rodgers believes in this Mike McCarthy offense. And I've believed that now for, go, this is year three that I have believed that. And I think 2016 was a reaction early in the year to what Aaron Rodgers saw in 2015 when they didn't have Jordy Nelson. They had a lot of offensive line struggles. They had receiver struggles. Devontae Adams couldn't stay healthy. Randall Cobb was a problem. And Aaron Rodgers didn't trust anyone on his team to make a play, so he became backyard Aaron Rodgers. And as much as we like to talk about that as a positive, and it is in a lot of different ways, when it leads to a distrust of the play call, then you're, you're going to miss reads, you're going to miss throws, and you're not going to play on schedule. And this has been an issue for Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers through the first quarter of the season. In Chicago, he was not getting the ball out on time in the first half. In the, in the second half, he did. Washington, same deal. Detroit, same deal. When he plays on time, when he trusts the offense, and he makes the right reads and makes the right plays... The offense looks great. And and this is this was a game where the offense, they didn't punt. Now Mason Crosby missed five kicks. And we're going to get to that. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers trusts this offense. And I, I just, you can't play that way. So you either need to do what's asked of you and not think that you're smarter than the play call. Because you go back, if you watch the tape of this offense... There are times when they're running combination routes with a group of receivers to one side of the field and Rodgers will just look to the other side of the field and try and make a play there because either he likes the matchup better or whatever it is. I don't I can't I mean I can't get inside his head and tell you why he's doing that. That is a sign to me that he does not trust the offense. And there are guys he's missing open because he is not making reads the way that Mike McCarthy wants him to make reads. And and Rodgers rightfully so after this game was contrite in the way that he talked about his performance. This is the most productive by pure yardage that Aaron Rodgers has ever been in a loss. 
And the reason is they have they they weren't able to consistently score touchdowns. And you know, he finishes with with really nice numbers, 32 of 52, 442 yards, which is huge. Three touchdowns, no picks. That's a 108 rating, but he had the two fumbles that gave the Lions great field position twice. They turned that into 10 points. And in the second half, it was it was just it was too far to have to go. He had dug the the pit too far. Now it is true that if some of those field goals go, if instead of 24 nothing at halftime, it's 24 to nine, and Green Bay comes out in the second half and they score that touchdown and they go for two, and all of a sudden it's 24 17. That's a different ball game. This team didn't play its best and was still eight points from winning the game. Now, against a team that that I think is an inferior opponent defensively, I think they're much worse. Devontae Adams ate Darius Slay's lunch. They couldn't cover him. And and the, the young rookie receivers played extremely well in, in, in spots. I think there's some ability to really like there. Ten catches over 160 yards combined for Equinemia St. Brown and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. With the touchdown, MVS almost had a second touchdown. The offense just hasn't hit its stride yet. They haven't put everything together yet. There's still too many bad penalties. The turnovers, missed assignments, missed reads. This team is just not, they they have not been prepared to play the first quarter of this season. And they need to wake up. They need to wake up. Because the Vikings got a huge win in Philadelphia on Sunday. And the Bears were off, and so they're at the top of the division now. And now they have a, a critical division loss, and they're one one and one in the division through three games, and and should rightfully be at least two and one. And the, but the reality is they haven't played well enough to win enough games. Now the, the the season is still out in front of them because the NFC looks as wide open as it's been, as wide open as it was last year. You know, the Rams won on Sunday, but didn't look particularly good. Uh, Defensively, let Seattle get basically whatever it wanted, a depleted Seahawks team that's, I don't know, fighting for pride at this point. Um, The the Falcons, who look like an unstoppable offense, got their butts handed to them by Pittsburgh. So, I mean, I don't know who the really good teams are in the NFC. Green Bay is still very much in the mix, and they still hold that win against Chicago, which looks like it is going to be impactful down the road for this team. But they need to play better, and it starts this week with San Francisco. There's just no other way around it. And maybe this bye week is the perfect time. They'll get Randall Cobb back, hopefully Geronimo Allison back, Jair Alexander back. They can get healthy and get things going in the right direction, but they need to they need to get going. And we've seen them shake off slow starts in the past, but with the way that the league looks right now and the way that there are so many teams out there that have made life easier for their offensive players, made life easy for their receivers, made life easy for their quarterbacks, Mike McCarthy is running an offense that in NFL years is a generation behind. It was an offense that worked in the in the in 2009, 10, 11, and and into 12, 13, 14 because they had incredible talent at the skill positions, a tremendous offensive line, a good backfield, and the best quarterback in football. Well, now they have the best quarterback in football, 
a solid but unspectacular group of receivers right now that that features young players who could be really good, an up-and-down offensive line, and a backfield that they can't figure out. This offense, if you took Andy Reid or Matt Nagy or Sean McVay and you gave them this this roster or Josh McDaniels or John DiFilippo and you gave them this set of offensive talent, they would be a top-five offense, no question. No question. This offense is not built for 2018. And I don't know if the roster is built for 2018. I think it is, but Mike McCarthy refuses to put them in a position to succeed. Marquez Valdez-Scantling should be running crossing routes all day. Crossing routes, go routes, post routes. That's it. That's the only thing you should do because you can't run with him across the field. Why is Ty Montgomery not out running routes against linebackers? Why is Aaron Jones not getting more snaps? Why are they not feeding Devontae Adams even more than they are? I mean, it, there's there's so many questions on this offense that I do think that they can, if they can just answer like one or two of them, that they can get going. And if Aaron Rodgers plays a little bit better, and again, he's taken ownership for that. He's taken ownership of his poor play, and he should. He missed open receivers. Did the the one fumble rolling to his right was inexcusable. You can't, that was just lazy, sloppy play. The other one, you credit the defender. Rodgers is trying to make a play. The defender grabs his arm, knocks the ball free, and those hits happen. First time in Aaron Rodgers' career, he's lost two fumbles in a game. So, I mean, this it took a crazy set of circumstances for Green Bay to lose this game. It took Mason Crosby having the worst game of his career to lose this game, it took Aaron Rodgers having an uncharacteristically sloppy game from a turnover standpoint, and it took a phantom punt return touch call. So I don't think anyone needs to panic at this point, but everyone around the Green Bay Packers organization needs to be aware that this team has to get better. And I think they know that. It's finding the ways to get better. How do they improve? How do they get better? That's something that they have to figure out. In fact, in the days to the two-ish days leading up to Sunday, the line went from Packers being favored to the Lions being favored. And I picked the Packers, obviously, so I would have had the Packers minus the points, and I would have been wrong. If you would have been right, you should go to my bookie because my bookie is the place to gamble online because when you play, they pay and they pay fast. One of the best mobile experiences that you can find Live in-game betting, fantasy point over-unders, and the best player perks in the business. Right now, MyBookie is slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best customer service possible. So if you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern tonight, they will give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits over $100. And if you join now, MyBookie will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. That is free money. So enter the promo code LOCKDOWN25 to get that additional free dollars in bonus play and that dollar-for-dollar deposit bonus. MyBookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid. And if you want to be there when Green Bay battles San Francisco on Monday night, the place to get your tickets is Vivid Seats. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events that you want to go to. And you can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. 
To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving Locked On Packers listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off $200 or more purchases so you can save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code Locked On for $20 off your first $200 or more purchase with Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Now, we spent the whole first part of the show talking about the offense, but the offense put this team in positions to score and Mason Crosby couldn't connect. He missed four of his five field goals and an extra point. In a game that Green Bay loses by eight, Mason Crosby misses four field goals. That's 12 points plus a PAT. That's 13. That's a Green Bay win. And that's, by the way, that's 36 points on the scoreboard. And maybe we're not talking about the offense's struggles. Because even down in the first quarter, down 14-6, that's not that big a deal. Even down 24-9, that's not that big a deal. You come out and score 14 points and you're right back in that game. The problem is they didn't get those field goals. And I understand, I loved what they did at the end of the game. By the way, that was not some sort of Pyrrhic victory, what they did with Mason Crosby. That was not for his confidence. With under 30 seconds to go, the Packers kicked a field goal to make it an eight-point game. Why did they do that? It was not for Mason Crosby. Now, it helps, and and Mason Crosby is going to feel better that he made that kick than he would have if he would just have sat on his offer. But you do that because you need 11 points anyway. And so you kick the field goal at your at your earliest convenience. Equinemius St. Brown made a great play um, and turned a, a short pass into a huge pass, turned it into a 54-yard play down the sidelines. And then they were able to onside kick and they would have had time for you know two or three more plays if they had recovered the kick and, and been able to try and tie the game. Aaron Rodgers went out of his way to praise Mason Crosby and Crosby kicked the two biggest kicks in Packers' recent memory in Dallas to win that game, 50-plus yard field goals, and won them that game. Rodgers also, in under a minute, led the, the Packers down against the Vikings to put Green Bay in position to kick a field goal to win the Vikings game in regulation. Mason Crosby missed it. Kickers can inexplicably just lose it. And I'm not suggesting that Mason Crosby has, but Dan Bailey was the most accurate kicker in league history right up until the season he wasn't, and Dallas cut him. So you you just have to you have to understand that these things, this is so Green Bay was so lucky that for so long, in recent vintage anyway, they had a very reliable kicker. How many teams wish they could have a kicker as reliable as Mason Crosby has been? But this has to be at least a little bit concerning because, you know, the the first kick, okay, everyone misses kicks. The second kick, that was not a hard, these were not difficult kicks. The 56-yarder, okay. I don't expect you to make 
every long kick. And if he's four for five instead of one for five and the 56-yarder is the one you miss, okay, we live. And the Packers live because the score is different and because they're in a position to win the game instead of lose it. And this is this is something that, that Green Bay has to monitor, has to keep an eye on the next time they need him to go out and make a big kick. Is he going to have the wherewithal to do it? After San Francisco this week, they have a bye week, and then they have to play the Los Angeles Rams, the best team in football. And then they have to play the New England Patriots. And they still have to play Minnesota again, and Chicago again, and Atlanta. And they have plenty more games where they're going to probably need Mason Crosby to make some kicks. Can he do it? Can he come through? I do think it is a reasonable question to be asking. After twice now, in five games, he's missed critical kicks for this team. I also want to want to bring up an important point up here. And we'll have plenty more to talk about about this game tomorrow uh, for Expert Tuesday. But looking at the box score, 30 first downs for Green Bay, just 18 for Detroit. 521 yards of offense, just 264 yards of offense for Detroit. Just 170 yards passing. Under 6 yards per pass for the Lions. 3.4 yards per rush for the Lions. The defense for the Green Bay Packers did its job. 17 points off turnovers. There was the... the I think really just unfortunate play with Kevin King early in the game where the ball bounces off what appears to be a Lions player, but because, and and Chris Spielman was on it, because that player was wearing white gloves, it looked like it went off Kevin King and it didn't. And the Lions got the ball at the one-yard line and they punched it in. That's seven points that Green Bay's defense didn't give up, okay? And then twice... Aaron Rodgers fumbles in his own territory to set up Detroit Lions drives and Green Bay holds on one of them. That's that's enough. That's a, that's doing your job. If you have two turnovers inside your own 40 and the the other team comes away with 10 points, that's about as good a job as you can do because with Matt Prater, you know, they they were in field goal range both times. So you're going to come away with at least 6 in two turnovers in those situations. So to come away, you give up one touchdown, okay. The Lions practice two. And then you have the the tough punt return. So that's 17 points in this game on turnovers and special teams. It, it, technically, it's a turnover. 17 points. And you gave away, I'm not going to put all four kicks on Mason, so let's just say 10 points on missed Field goals, field goals you should make, field goals we expect Mason Crosby to make, and an extra point. Imagine if just one of those goes a little bit different. If just one of those kicks goes in, at the end of the game, Green Bay doesn't have to kick the the other, the, the, the last field goal, it can go for a touchdown. And they're in position to do that. They'd have two or three shots at the end zone to try and tie the game. Those missed field goals also gave the Lions short fields to work with. And if you look at the drive chart in the second half, the Lions, they had a nine-play, 33-yard drive that ended in a missed field goal, but that was a long field goal. That was a that was a 50-plus-yard field goal, and that was the that was the possession that was extended because of a really dubious 
uh, taunting call on uh, the Packers rookie corner, Anthony Brown, it seemed like karma that they would miss that field goal. But then Green Bay, after that, they give up a touchdown, an eight-play 75-yard touchdown, and and that was tough because the score was 24-14, makes it 31-14. The Packers get a touchdown to make it 31-20. The next two Lions possessions, punt, punt. And Green Bay was only able to manage two field goal attempts in that time. They needed at least one touchdown drive and a field goal drive. Now, they, there was the missed field goal. I felt like they probably should have should have gone there. And then they had the field goal at the end of the game. But the defense was put in bad positions. The final numbers say the defense played fine. It was the offense yet again. And this is starting to feel very 2015. If the Packers finished 2018 like 2015... It's hard to imagine Mike McCarthy being back. And Bill Walsh is famous for saying that a coach's message can just get worn out and that the shelf life of a coach really is like 10 years. And anything beyond that, uh, it, you're, you're playing with fire. And guys like Bill Belichick have, have changed that. But you look even at really good coaches. Tony Dungy was a really good coach in Tampa Bay. They didn't win the Super Bowl until he went to Indy. Andy Reid was a really good coach in Philadelphia, but they couldn't win the Super Bowl. He's now in Kansas City, and he's still a really good coach. I don't think Mike McCarthy is a bad coach. I said this on Twitter during the week. I think he would be the best coach in team history for like half the league. And and that says a lot more about some of those teams than, than it does about Mike McCarthy. But I, I think it's just, it's time. And it's getting to be time. If this, if this doesn't turn around, and it didn't turn around in 2015, and it continues that the defense is solid to pretty good, and I think the defense is solid to pretty good. Four sacks today. They, they weren't able to force a turnover, but they were able to force some key punts. They, they forced a punt on the first drive of the game and just weren't able to, the special teams wasn't able to, to keep that stop for Green Bay. But as these rookies get more and more comfortable, Kevin King, if he can stay healthy, I think the Packers really miss Jair Alexander in this game. Uh, Josh Jackson had some growing pains having to cover Kenny Galladay. As talented as some of these young players are, they're just not quite going to be there game to game, play to play, because they're rookies. And, you know, HaHa Clinton Dix, he got sunned by Kenny Galladay in the open field. And he is very much a Dom Capers player in that if he is not creating turnovers, he's not useful for you because he's just not consistent enough. He's not a playmaker. And he's not a down-to-down playmaker. And that's what Green Bay needs him to be. You don't have to get interceptions every play. Go make tackles. Go let your your presence be felt. And he just hasn't done that on a consistent enough basis. Now, when they were showing the replay of Marquez Valdez-Scantling reach for the goal line, I saw some people remark on Twitter. We talked about it in the APC uh, Slack channel. The bracelet. And I, I let everyone know, hey, that's a low-kai bracelet. The Packers players are wearing them for game day, for the game. And you could be too. I didn't, you know what? I'm sorry, guys. This is my fault. I didn't wear mine today. I, I wore it last week. Packers won. Didn't wear it this week. Packers lost. This is on me. Aaron Rodgers took responsibility. I'm going to take a little bit of responsibility because I didn't have that little extra game day swag from low-kai. The low-kai bracelet is about more than just team spirit. It holds water from Mount Everest, the highest point on earth, and mud from the Dead Sea, the lowest point on earth. And it's a daily reminder to keep balance in life between the highs and the lows. You know, like a a Packers loss and a Brewers NLDS win. 
And since Loci is such good friends of the show, they are offering an exclusive 25% discount on all game day collection bracelets. Listen, you can wear what the players are wearing, and I'm going to give you the best deal you're going to find on the internet. Use the promo code PACKERS25 when checking out, and already you're a little bit closer to your favorite player. Go to loki.com, L-O-K-A-I.com, and use the promo code PACKERS25 to take advantage of this amazing deal. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft. And you can even play private contests with your friends. And there's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel and that's what I love about it. Experience season long wins without the season long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. All right, we have Expert Tuesday tomorrow. We're going to have the crossover Wednesday. Uh, Hopefully another 49ers voice to get on the show for the the end of the weekend just to try and catch us up on who's still playing for this team, who's not playing for this team, which is the, the more important list, and basically put more in perspective what a disaster it would be if Green Bay was not able to come away with the win on Monday night, Green Bay has a little extra time to prepare for this one. Hopefully that means Geronimo Allison can get healthy. Hopefully that means Jair Alexander can get healthy. But frankly, they shouldn't need those players this week because the 49ers are a sorry team right now. Is Green Bay that much better? We're going to see. But they have the chance to go to 3-2-1 and one, heading into their bye week. Really should be 4-2. and two. And really, if they beat the 49ers, they're 3-2-1. and one. Should be... Four and two, and if they were four and two with road losses to Washington and Detroit, you wouldn't feel as bad about what happened. And I, I, I said I, I didn't know how good the Packers were, but I kept pointing to their performance in the first three quarters against the Vikings as proof that they are a good team or at least capable of being a good team. But now we don't know if Minnesota is any good. Well, they showed again on Sunday against the defending Super Bowl champions that they are legit. And I think Green Bay needs that kind of performance. They need that kind of game. They're going to have a chance to do that in L.A. in a couple weeks. Right now, they need to focus on getting better. They need to focus on beating the San Francisco 49ers and proving to themselves that they can play a complete game. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter. Follow the podcast on Twitter. I'm at Peter underscore Bukowski. The podcast is Locked on Packers. Leave us a review on iTunes. Find us and subscribe on there or on Spotify or on Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you ever want to get in contact with the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that at 920-341-3775 to let me know that you're staying Locked on Packers.